We give you the glory, all the honor, all the praise, and all the adoration. And we are saying, Lord, this afternoon we want to say thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done. You are a great Jehovah. You deserve to be praised, to be worshipped and adored. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we pray. Hallelujah. What a wonderful Amen. presence of God. What a wonderful anointing. Anyway, let us go straight to the word of God this afternoon. 1 Kings chapter 21, verse number 25. There was never anyone like Ahab who sold himself to the devil in the eyes of the Lord. Aged by the Jezebel, his wife. When Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and put the sackcloth and fasted. He lay in the in the sackcloth and went and went around meekly. Then the Lord, word of the Lord, came to Elijah the Tishbite. How you? Have you noticed how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his day. But I will bring on his house on the day of his son. But Jehoshaphat... Chapter 22, verse number 5, also said to the king of Israel, first seek, first seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together prophets, about 400 men, and asked them, Shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead? And uh, shall I refrain? Go. They answered, For the Lord... For the Lord will give it into king's hand. Hallelujah. These are the very, very, very powerful verses, powerful scriptures that uh, I wish we had more time to go through them. But uh, let us start with it from verse number 25 of Kings chapter 21. The Bible says that... Um, there was never anyone who sold himself to the evil in the eyes of the Lord, urged by Jezebel, his wife. Then the Bible is destroying, here is describing Ahab, that um, there was never anyone who have, um, who have worshipped other gods, who have served other gods like Ahab, who was urged by his wife. Jezebel. You know, I want to say to you this um, this uh, afternoon, it is important who you associate yourself with. It is important who you marry. It, it is important. Because you are hearing about this king by the name of Ahab, that this um, man who is a king, Ahab, the Bible said that he did evil, but the Bible said that there was no one who did evil than Ahab. 
because he was also influenced by his wife Ahab, uh, Jezebel. Then Jezebel led to Ahab to commit more sin. He was, you know, he was influencing Ahab to do more sin. She was a, she was one of the huge catalysts who was helping uh, Jezebel to do uh, Ahab to do worse. Who was first of all she turned her heart from the Lord and she she caused him to worship other gods and she made him to do worse. She was helping him to do worse. The Bible says that when um, when Eve um, was created um, from the rib of Adam in the book of um, Genesis, the Bible said that God was saying that to Adam, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, it is not good for men to be alone. Let me find Adam a helper, somebody to help him. That was Eve. Let me tell you this. Wife, they've got they've got too much authority in influencing. One of the most powerful influencers in the life of a man is a woman, their wife. That's why the Bible said that who he find a wife found a good thing, but have found favor in the Lord. But this wife is a helper. Is either this wife helps the husband to do good. That's why they will say that behind every successful man, there is a woman. Because this wife, the wife is the greatest influencer. Then it's either you find a wife and you can be a wife who will influence your husband to do good. Or you, the wife can be a Jezebel. A Jezebel is a wife who will also is a catalyst and influencer of a husband to do evil, like Ab. Other the Bible, like for instance, it talks about Jeroboam. It never say the Bible will be telling us Jeroboam did evil, did build altars and all that, but the Bible never describe. Um, Jeroboam, like what it did to Ahab, because on Ahab there was an influencer, there was a catalyst, there was a helper who was helping A, Ahab to do evil, Ahab to sell the whole nation to the evil gods. In, in, the, in Ahab there was a helper. Let me tell you this, like what you are trying to say here, is either you're going to be as a wife, as a woman, is either you're going to be a catalyst, a catalyst of good things or a catalyst of a bad thing. Then that's why, uh, you know, uh, they have got too much. You have got too much, what, authority. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. It is important whom you marry and it is important who you become then once you 
you find a wife who is devoted to the Lord, that wife will be helping, will be a helper. You will be a helper who will help the husband to do those good things to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Unlike Jezebel. Jezebel is a woman who is possessed by a demon. This woman was possessed by a demon who influences, who allowed the devil to use her. But we must not be a Jezebel. What must we be? We must be a good woman, like an Esther. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible says an Esther. This, this woman, Esther, she was a woman who was able to save the whole nation of Israel. The whole nation was saved because of an Esther who was a queen. When she was a queen and she heard that the Jews are about to die, the Bible said that she went and said that, let us fast. She told Mordecai, let us fast. Let us fast. Let us fast for three days. And so that I can go before the king. So that I may favor, find favor in the, in the, before the king. That I may save the whole nation. Let us fast. And this woman, Esther, the Bible say that. She said that if I die, I die. If I die, I die. But the nation have to be saved. And the Bible said that Esther, she fasted for three days and she cooked very well. She was good at cooking. She cooked very well. She cleaned very well. Even though it was not allowed for her to be just approaching a king and anybody could die who could approach a king anyhow. But this wise woman like an Esther, the Bible said that they, after when she fasted and she found the favor with God, she found the favor with the king and the whole nation of Israel was saved because of an Esther. I say that all the women must be an Esther. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Where you become a woman who knows how to cook. You become a woman who knows how to clean. You become a woman who knows how to pray. You become a woman who knows how to fast. You know you become the woman who knows how to save the nation. Uh, when you are what? When you are an Esther. An Esther saved nation. It, uh, save a nation, the whole nation, to be destroyed. And Jezebel sell out the whole nation to Baal and cause the nation and the servants of God to be killed. But all women, and we decree and declare this afternoon, our women, our wives are Esther. And all the women who are here, they are what? They are Esthers. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Women who are filled of the Holy Spirit, who knows how to wait upon the Lord. Who knows how to fast until something happens? Who knows how to pray until something happens? This is an Esther. And I decree that we are all in our, our life, all the women in our life, and we are all Esther. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. 
Then that's what the Bible is saying that uh, Jezebel, she was a catalyst. Now, Esther was a wonderful catalyst. We were just doing a just to comparison them. But the Bible says that in the book of 1 Kings chapter 21, verse number 27. When Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and put on a sackcloth and fasted. He lay on in the sackcloth and he went around meekly. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Have you noticed Ahab? He have humbled himself before me. Because he have humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his days. But I will bring it on his house on the day of his son. Remember yesterday we were talking a bit about that when the word of God has been spoken, you can change God's mind. You don't just hear the certain prophetic word which is against you, certain dream that is against you, certain warning that is against you, and you relax and you act as if everything is still the same. You don't do that. You do what is happening here. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said that Ahab, after when he had heard the word of the Lord, he did not just say, okay, Elijah, you are my enemy. Elijah, we will see whether what you are talking about will come to pass. He knew that Elijah is the man of God. He knew that whatever Elijah bound in this world, earth is bound in heaven. He knew that what Elijah have said, it will come to pass. He knew it. Then after when he have heard that kind of a prophecy, he said, oh, my enemy has found me. He didn't just do that. He went and cried. He went and fasted. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. The Bible says he even walked meekly. People could begin to see, ah, Ahab have changed. The man who was so proud, the king himself, he have humbled himself. And at this time, he was fasting. Because as you are fasting, fasting is the way to humble yourself. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You cannot be fasting and you'll be proud when the stomach is empty, when you are losing weight and all that. You can't be proud. Fasting humbles you. Fasting, it humbles you. Also, when up, when he was fasting, he was humble. He was humbled. And the Bible said that as he was humbling himself, as he repented, God noticed that, oh, Ahab have humbled himself. The men who have done wicked things, the men who have done bad things, the Bible said that. But that time, God felt pity on Ahab, said that, no, no, Ahab, this disaster is not going to come in your time. I will change my mind. When Ahab was supposed to die and the dogs lick his blood, he, not only Ahab, also the whole of his family, when he was supposed to die, he was supposed to be judged. Hey, the Bible said that God changed his mind. Just because of praying, just because of fasting, God changed his mind. 
I'm saying to you this activity that you have embarked in is one of the activities that can make Jehovah change his mind. That can make Jehovah feel pity on you. That can make Jehovah begin to think otherwise. Certain judgment. That's why I'm saying that. It doesn't matter where the judgment have been passed. The ju- that judgment is about to be reversed in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter the sin that you have committed. I'm saying to you that sin because of the blood of Jesus, because of the atonement of Jesus, because of the activity that have been embarked. I'm saying to you now, God is about to change his mind. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. As a wise man of God, as a wise Christian, the Bible, if you read very well, actually, Ahabi was not even the man of God. Ahabi was just a king, but who knew that Israel was the nation of God? Even though he knew what he was right, he was doing what was wrong. But when he was rebuked, when he was rebuked, he listened. Let me tell you this. The Bible said that do not spare your son and your child a rod. Do not spare them. If your child have done something wrong, they must beat them. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. We are the children of God, a real Christian, a real child of God. When they are rebuked, they must love, they are rebuked, and they must change according to the, to be what? To be rebuked. A person who's not a real Christian, when they are being rebuked and when they have been told where they've been wrong, that they get offended. They get offended. That's but actually, if you are a real child of God, sometimes when the word of God is being spoken, sometimes when the prophecy is given, it's not every prophecy that will favor you. It's not every word of God will be encouraging you and massaging you. Some word of God, when it comes, it will be rebuking you. When it is rebuking you, you must be you must repent out of it. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible says that God rebuked the child that he loved. Rebuke of God, it shows that God loves you. If he does not care about you, he will just leave you like that and say that, oh, this one is going to be doomed for destruction. But if God cares about you, when you do something which is wrong, God will tell you that, my daughter, my son, here you have done what's a, some, what is wrong. And once you find out that what you have done was wrong, don't continue to do what is wrong. When the word of God sometimes when it tells you what to do, don't just hear what, what, you, what to do and you, you ignore it and you keep you continue as everything is normal. After when the word of God have said something, have given you direction, have given light to certain things, take it hard, heed to your heart. Repent. Where you have wronged God, repent. Do what God wants you to do. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Let me tell you this. We must be stubborn Christian unto the devil. Not unto God. Unto God we are not stubborn. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. We are stubborn unto the devil. When the devil says don't pray, we pray. When the devil says don't fast, we don't fast. 
we, we, we fast. When the devil said that, don't find yourself in the presence of God, I push myself and I make sure that I'm what? I'm in the presence of God. When the devil said that, don't give, I give. When the dev- whatever the devil said that, don't do, I do. But whatever that God says that, do, you do. You, when God says jump, you say how high. Then some people, they got it wrong. Instead of being stubborn to the devil, they are stubborn unto God. We must never be stubborn unto God, but be stubborn unto what? Unto the devil. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. To the devil, we are stubborn. But to God, hey, we are faithful servants. When God said that do this, you say how high. You try by all means to overdo it. That's why we have been called to serve God. We have been called to obey God. We have been called to be obedient to God. That's why when God saw Ahab that, oh, God gave the word, his word to Elijah. Elijah, he talked to Ahab, even though to show that God was angry and God was judging Ahab. And Ahab went like, okay, I repent. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Oh, God, forgive me. God was like, oh, ah, this is, if I for, let me tell you this. God can forgive more than anyone. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. There is no one who can forgive like God. The best person to ever forgive is God. God, he forgives more. The Bible says that he forgives and forgets. Even the sins that are so hard for men to forgive and forget. But to God, it's so easy to do. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. One of the, one of the things that you must learn how to do as a child of God, you must know how to repent. You must know if you can learn how to repent and you can have a humble spirit, a spirit that when you have done wrong, you don't go like, ah, we will see. And you go like, forgive me. And you go like when the word of God comes and you, 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 you shift things around to be how God want them to be. You will be a God's person. You will be a person who God forgives and a person who God loves. Because actually, even when you look at the life of David, what was so special about David? He used to know how to repent. He used to know when he have done something wrong, he will re- repent and God forgives everything that he have done. Hallelujah. You know, I wish we have long, long time to talk about this. You know, hey, these verses are too rich. But anyway, because it's a midday service. Can you say my day is blessed? My family is blessed. My career is blessed. Our countries are blessed. Say, I command everything to turn around for my good. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be broke. 
I am blessed. Say no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Say I live in the blood of Jesus. I live in the fire of the Holy Spirit. I am untouchable. I am unkillable. I will not die before my time. I will never be sick in my life. Say, devil, take off your hand from my life, from my family. From my career, from my everything, say I lose angels now. Angels, usher me everywhere I go. Say, angels, bring my harvest, my miracles, my testimonies, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to say to you, have a blessed and a successful day. And don't forget tonight is that night of intense prayer. We'll be praying in this glory, in this anointing. I'm sure it's going to be too heavy tonight. And we'll be praying like nobody's business as we are still humbling ourselves. And I can assure you, many things, he will change his mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us share the grace this afternoon. Say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bye bye, everybody. Have a bye blessed day. Bye. Amen. Bye bye. Bye. We give you the glory, all the honor, all the praise, and all the adoration. And we are saying, Lord, this afternoon we want to say thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done. You are a great Jehovah. 
You deserve to be praised, to be worshipped and adored. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Lord, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What a wonderful Amen. presence of God. What a wonderful anointing. Anyway, let us go straight to the Word of God this afternoon. 1 Kings chapter 21, verse number 25. There was never anyone like Ahab who sold himself to the devil in the eyes of the Lord, urged by the Jezebel his wife. When Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and put the sackcloth and fasted. He lay in the in the sackcloth and went and went around meekly. Then the Lord, word of the Lord, came to Elijah the Tishbite. How you have you noticed how Ahab humbled himself before me? Because he have humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his day. But I will bring on his house on the day of his son. But Jehoshaphat, chapter 22, verse number 5, also said to the king of Israel, first seek, first seek the counsel of the Lord. So the king of Israel brought together prophets, about 400 men, and asked them, Shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead? And uh, shall I refrain? Go. They answered, for the, Lord, for the Lord will give it into king's hand. Hallelujah. These are the very, very, very powerful verses, powerful scriptures that uh, I wish we had more time to go through them. But uh, let us start with it from verse number 25 of Kings chapter 21. The Bible says that um, there was never anyone who sold himself to the evil in the eyes of the Lord, urged by Jezebel, his wife. Then the Bible is destroying, here is describing Ahab, that um, there was never anyone who have, um, who have worshipped other gods, who have served other gods like Ahab who was urged by his wife, Jezebel. You know, I want to say to you this, um, this uh, afternoon, it is important who you associate yourself with. It is important who you marry. It, it is important. Because you are hearing about this king by the name of Ahab, that this um, man who is a king, Ahab, the Bible said that he did evil, but the Bible said that there was no one who did evil than Ahab because he was also influenced by his wife, Ahab, uh, Jezebel. Then Jezebel led to Ahab to commit more sin. He was, you know, he was influencing Ahab to do more sin. 
she was a, she was one of the huge catalyst who was helping uh, Jezebel to do uh, Ahab to do worse who was first of all she turned her heart from the Lord and she she caused him to worship other gods and she made him to do worse she was helping him to do worse the bible says that when um, when Eve um, was created um, from the rib of Adam in the book of um, Genesis. The Bible said that God was saying that to Adam, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, it is not good for men to be alone. Let me find Adam a helper, somebody to help him. That was Eve. Let me tell you this. Wife, they've got they've got too much authority in influencing. One of the most powerful influencers in the life of a man is a woman, their wife. That's why the Bible says that who he find a wife found a good thing, but have found favor in the Lord. But this wife is a helper. Is either this wife helps the husband to do good. That's what they will say that behind every successful man, there is a woman. Because this wife, the wife is the greatest influencer. Then it's either you find a wife and you can be a wife who will influence your husband to do good. Or you, the wife can be a Jezebel. A Jezebel is a wife who will also is a catalyst and influencer of a husband to do evil, like Ab. Other, the Bible, like for instance, it talks about Jeroboam. It never say the Bible will be telling us Jeroboam did evil, did build altars and all that, but the Bible never describe. Um, Jeroboam like what it did to Ahab because on Ahab there was an influencer, there was a catalyst, there was a helper who was helping Ahab to do evil, Ahab to sell the whole nation to the evil gods. In, in, the, in Ahab there was a helper. Let me tell you this, like what we are trying to say here, is either you're going to be as a wife, as a woman, is either you're going to be a catalyst, a catalyst of good things or a catalyst of a bad thing. Then that's why, uh, you know, uh, they have got too much. You have got too much, what, authority. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. It is important whom you marry, and it is important who you become. Then once you, uh, you find a wife who is devoted to the Lord, that wife will be helping, will be a helper. You will be a helper who will help the husband to do those good things to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Unlike Jezebel. Jezebel is a woman who is possessed by a demon. 
This woman was possessed by a demon who influences, who allowed the devil to use her. But we must not be a Jezebel. What must we be? We must be a good woman like an Esther. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible says in Esther, this, this woman Esther, she was a woman who was able to save the whole nation of Israel. The whole nation was saved because of an Esther who was a queen. When she was a queen and she heard that the Jews are about to die, the Bible said that... She went and said that, let us fast. She told Mordecai, let us fast. Let us fast. Let us fast for three days. And so that I can go before the king. So that I may favor, find favor in the, in the, before the king. That I may save the whole nation. Let us fast. And this woman, Esther, the Bible said that, she said that, if I die, I die. If I die, I die. But the nation have to be saved. And the Bible said that, Esther, she fasted for three days. And she cooked very well. She was good at cooking. She cooked very well. She cleaned very well. Even though it was not allowed for her to be just approaching a king and anybody could die who could approach a king anyhow. But this wise woman like an Esther, the Bible said that the, after when she fasted and she found the favor with God, she found the favor with the king and the whole nation of Israel was saved because of an Esther. I say that all the women must be an Esther. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Where you become a woman who knows how to cook. You become a woman who knows how to clean. You become a woman who knows how to pray. You become a woman who knows how to fast. You know you become the woman who knows how to save the nation. Uh, when you are what? When you are an Esther. An Esther save nation. It, uh, save a nation, the whole nation. To be destroyed. A Jezebel sell out the whole nation to Baal. And cause the nation and the servants of God to be killed. But all women, and we decree and declare this afternoon, our women, our wives are Esther. And all the women who are here, they are what? They are Esthers. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Women who are filled of the Holy Spirit, who knows how to wait upon the Lord. Who knows how to fast until something happens? Who knows how to pray until something happens? This is an Esther. And I decree that we are all in our, our life, all the women in our life, and we are all Esther. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Then that's what the Bible is saying that uh, Jezebel, she was a catalyst. Now, Esther was a wonderful catalyst who were just doing a just to comparison them. But the Bible says that in the book of 1 Kings chapter 21, verse number 27, when Ahab heard these words, he tore his clothes and put on a sackcloth and fasted. 
he lay on in the sackcloth, and he went around meekly. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Have you noticed Ahab, he have humbled himself before me? Because he have humbled himself, I will not bring this disaster in his days, but I will bring it on his house on the day of his son. Remember yesterday we were talking a bit about that when the word of God has been spoken, you can change God's mind. You don't just hear the certain prophetic word which is against you, certain dream that is against you, certain warning that is against you, and you relax and you act as if everything is still the same. You don't do that. You do what is happening here. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said that Ahab, after when he had heard the word of the Lord, he did not just say, okay, Elijah, you are my enemy. Elijah, we will see whether what you are talking about will come to pass. He knew that Elijah is the man of God. He knew that whatever Elijah bound in this world, earth is bound in heaven. He knew that what Elijah have said, it will come to pass. He knew it. Then after when he had heard that kind of a prophecy, he said, oh, my enemy has found me. He didn't just do that. He went and cried. He went and fasted. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. The Bible says he even walked meekly. People could begin to see, ah, Ahab have changed. The man who was so proud, the king himself, he have humbled himself. And at this time, he was fasting. Because as you are fasting, fasting is the way to humble yourself. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You cannot be fasting and you'll be proud when the stomach is empty, when you are losing weight and all that. You can't be proud. Fasting humbles you. Fasting, it humbles you. Also, when Ab, when he was fasting, he was humble. He was humbled. And the Bible said that as he was humbling himself, as he repented, God noticed that, oh, Ahab have humbled himself. The men who have done wicked things, the men who have done bad things, the Bible said that. But that time, God felt pity on Ahab, said that, no, no, Ahab, this disaster is not going to come in your time. I will change my mind. When Ahab was supposed to die and the dogs lick his blood, not only Ahab, also the whole of his family, when he was supposed to die, he was supposed to be judged. Hey, the Bible said that God changed his mind. Just because of praying, just because of fasting, God changed his mind. I'm saying to you, this activity that you have embarked in, it's one of the activities that can make Jehovah change his mind. That can make Jehovah feel pity on you. That can make Jehovah begin to think otherwise. Certain judgment, that's why I'm saying that. It doesn't matter where the judgment has been passed. The ju that judgment is about to be reversed in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter the sin that you have committed. I'm saying to you that sin because of the blood of Jesus, because of the atonement of Jesus, because of the activity that have been embarked. I'm saying to you now, God is about to change his mind. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. 
as a wise man of God, as a wise Christian. The Bible, if you read very well, actually Ahab was not even the man of God. Ahab was just a king, but who knew that Israel was the nation of God. Even though he knew what he was right, he was doing what was wrong. But when he was rebuked, when he was rebuked, he listened. Let me tell you this. The Bible said that do not spare your son and your child a rod. Do not spare them. If your child have done something wrong, they must beat them. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. We are the children of God, a real Christian, a real child of God. When they are rebuked, they must love, they are rebuked, and they must change according to the, to be what? To be rebuked. A person who's not a real Christian, when they are being rebuked and when they have been told where they've been wrong, that they get offended. They get offended. That's but actually, if you are a real child of God, sometimes when the word of God is being spoken, sometimes when the prophecy is given, it's not every prophecy that will favor you. It's not every word of God will be encouraging you and massaging you. Some word of God, when it comes, it will be rebuking you. When it is rebuking you, you must be, you must repent out of it. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Bible says that God rebuke the child that he loves. Rebuke of God, it shows that God loves you. If he does not care about you, he will just leave you like that and say that, oh, this one is going to be doomed for destruction. But if God cares about you, when you do something which is wrong, God will tell you that, my daughter, my son, here you have done what's, some, what is wrong. And once you find out that what you have done was wrong, don't continue to do what is wrong. When the word of God, sometimes when it tells you what to do, don't just hear what, what, what to do and you, you ignore it and you keep, you continue as everything is normal. After when the word of God has said something, has given you direction, has given light to certain things, take it hard, heed to your heart. Repent. Where you have wronged God, repent. Do what God wants you to do. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Let me tell you this. We must be stubborn Christian unto the devil. Not unto God. Unto God we are not stubborn. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. We are stubborn unto the devil. When the devil say don't pray, we pray. When the devil says don't fast, we don't fast. We, 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 we fast. When the devil say that don't find yourself in the presence of God, I push myself and I make sure that I'm what? I'm in the presence of God. When the devil say that don't give, I give. When the devil, whatever the devil say that don't do, I do. But whatever that God says that do, you do. You, when God says jump, you say how high. Then some people, they got it wrong. Instead of being stubborn to the devil, they are stubborn unto God. We must never be stubborn unto God, but be stubborn unto what? Unto the devil. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. 
To the devil, we are stubborn. But to God, hey, we are faithful servants. When God said that, do this, you say, how high? You try by all means to overdo it. That's why we have been called to serve God. We have been called to obey God. We have been called to be obedient to God. That's why when God saw Ahab that, oh, God gave the word, his word to Elijah. Elijah, he talked to Ahab, even though to show that God was angry and God was judging Ahab. And Ahab went like, okay, I repent. Oh God, I'm sorry. Oh God, forgive me. God was like, oh, this is, if I for, let me tell you this. God can forgive more than anyone. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. There is no one who can forgive like God. The best person to ever forgive is God. God, he forgives more. The Bible says that he forgives and forgets. Even the sins that are so hard for men to forgive and forget. But to God, it's so easy to do. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. One of the one of the things that you must learn how to do as a child of God, you must know how to repent. You must know if you can learn how to repent and you can have a humble spirit, a spirit that when you have done wrong, you don't go like, ah, we will see. And you go like, forgive me. And you go like when the word of God comes and you, 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 you shift things around to be how God wants them to be. You will be a God's person. You will be a person who God forgives and a person who God loves. Because actually, even when you look at the life of David, what was so special about David? He used to know how to repent. He used to know when he had done something wrong, he will re repent and God forgives everything that he had done. Hallelujah. You know, I wish we have long, long time to talk about this. You know, hey, these verses are too rich. But anyway, because it's a midday service. Can you say my day is blessed? My family is blessed. My career is blessed. Our countries are blessed. Say, I command everything to turn around for my good. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be broke. I am blessed. Say no weapon fashioned against me shall prosper. In the name of Jesus. Say I live in the blood of Jesus. I live in the fire of the Holy Spirit. I am untouchable. I am unkillable. 
I will not die before my time. I will never be sick in my life. Say, devil, take off your hand from my life, from my family, from my career, from my everything. Say, I lose angels now. Angels, usher me everywhere I go. Say, angels, bring my harvest. My miracles, my testimonies, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to say to you, have a blessed and a successful day. And don't forget, tonight is that night of intense prayer. We'll be praying in this glory, in this anointing. I'm sure it's going to be too heavy tonight. And we'll be praying like nobody's business as we are still humbling ourselves. And I can assure you, many things, he will change his mind. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us share the grace this afternoon. Say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a blessed day. Amen. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.